The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, here we go as Tennessee putting the finishing touches on an all-time beatdown of Arkansas as, what do we got here, Meshack getting hurt in garbage time. Uh, yeah, that sounds good, just what we need there. So hopefully nothing serious with Jamai. Vols up by 30. It's 90 to 60. And this one, not, you know, never really in doubt. Um, I guess Arkansas hung around tough there for the first half or so. Uh, but Tennessee just absolutely puts the hammer down in the second half, running away from the Hogs. And a couple of numbers here. Jonas Adu with the double-double, 23 points, 12 rebounds. Good to see him. Getting back into the swing, just a ho-hum 22 points from Connect. How about Jordan Ganey? 17 points off the bench, 6 of 8 from the field, 2 of 3 from three-point range for little Ganey. And, uh, boy, Tennessee just absolutely throttling the Hogs on the road today. Bear, never in doubt. Good to see uh, the bench get emptied here towards the end, too. A little cruise control. Yeah, I got to see. We had a DeLeon, uh, Cam. Uh, it's always good to see that, that Bud Walton Arena is empty pretty much now. Just the diehards left. Uh, definitely the cure for, uh, I don't know if cure, but good bounce back on the road after a humiliating defeat the other night. So they looked ready to play tonight. Davey, I, for one, hope on Valentine's Day that Dalton Connect gets with that uh, cutie in the stands who was trying to get with him, get his attention. She wants to be his Valentine's Day. Hey, yeah, Lord, Lord knows she's not getting any play from the Hogs. Uh, somebody yeah. ought to take care of the women down there. Yeah, more power to Dalton. Great performance by the balls. I, You know, if, you, if you're Arkansas, you, you just got to put this one in the rear and push forward. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? That's not funny, Davey. Starting off, starting the show off with the bang, Davey. I like it. It's a great performance by the Vols. I, I, you know, the first half they were able to keep it closely contested. It was a, it was a game of runs there, and and then the second half, Tennessee. I'm curious what Barnes said to them at halftime, but they just came out swinging, and it wasn't much of a game after that. And a game you absolutely had to have, man. I mean, you did not want to come back on a losing streak after the A&M debacle there. And um, now we get to come back and hopefully take care of Vanderbilt. They're coming off a win over the A&M team that beat us the other night. So hopefully Tennessee takes it seriously and, and shows up and, and makes it two in a row here. And we can get this thing back on track. It's a final now. Tennessee has won it 92-63, to 63, the final over Arkansas. 22 bench points tonight for the Vols, 48 points in the paint, 28 points off turnovers, Damn. Uh, 15 turnovers for the Hogs. Just not a not a quality basketball team, Arkansas, this year. No, they're, they're, they really aren't. So, okay, so we've got Van – what's our next three? I, I know that next Saturday will be uh, 
A&M's return here. Yeah, so it's uh, Vanderbilt and who? Vanderbilt, then at Missouri, um, then A&M at home, then Auburn at home, and then at Alabama. Auburn and Alabama, if you're you're looking at the Kimpom rankings, they're both ahead of you at four and six, respectively. And then you're sandwiched between Alabama and Auburn in the net ranking. So that's two top ten teams based off the the metrics that if you're able to win will definitely suit well come seeding time. And I mean, I think you would need both of those to give the advantage and the edge whenever it comes to potentially getting a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Not to mention the battle for just, you know, still trying to win I'm not the even, SEC tournament or the SEC I, I, regular season. I'm not even thinking that far down. I'm I'm thinking like the next seven to ten days. That Mizzou game kind of it's kind of in a weird spot. This the second half obviously wouldn't fall into this category, but do you think watching Tennessee so far this year, they typically play to their opponent's style whenever we're on the road? I don't know if it's that or if what Arkansas was trying to do tonight just played right in our hands. Did uh, so Auburn beat South Carolina by forty tonight? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was rough. Bo Jackson got pissed off at some fan. Did you they guys see that in that building? I did not. Uh, some guy came up middle of the game wanted to get a picture with him he was like no i'm watching the game go on tough scene tough scene so i guess that alabama team that tennessee throttled is nine and two alone at the top of the conference and you know hopefully they can drop a game or two and we'll see what happens to south carolina they've got some tough ones coming up of course tennessee's got some tough ones coming up but uh, we'll just keep battling here and see where things end up All right, y'all want to speak on it? Let's hear from you. Request to speak. When we come to you, be sure to turn your mic on. Nolan is up first tonight. What's up, Nolan? And we start with the wheel wheel of death. Sorry, Nolan. Try and jump back in here, man. We'll get to you. Is this keg tasting better than uh, Saturday's? Oh, yeah. Hell, a stagnant pond water would have tasted better than what that slop was we had to drink Saturday night. Unfortunately, the only highlight I have seen from that game and I plan on seeing is uh, Buzz Williams run out into the middle of the court and not get a technical. I still haven't gone back. I want to go back and watch it. Uh, Barnes calling a timeout at the end of the game just so he could chew on Pat Adams' ass one more time. Yeah, we, we had started, if you weren't here, Davey, we started volunteering direction early because it was such a blowout and we were just we were over disgusted. it to get rolling and um, weren't even paying attention. I guess Barnes calls a timeout with 11 seconds left and a blowout just to bang on Pat Adams a little bit more. Good for Barnes. See if we can get Nolan in here this time. Got me. Got you. What's up, man? Okay. So, uh, you know, good good win tonight. Um, you definitely beat a team that's definitely inferior to you. Um, what What's our road to 
win the SEC, we essentially have to win out, beat Bama again, and beat South Carolina at South Carolina? It's still a little too soon to kind of go into all those scenarios with the schedule still left to play out. But yeah, if you take care of business against Auburn and Alabama, those are two teams that are currently ahead of you in the standings. And, and then you would need some uh, misfortune for South Carolina. That's, that's currently what's in front. Are we worried about connect at all? Uh, like he's just, obviously he's still scoring great, but uh, it's not like it's not been in the thirties for a couple, couple weeks at this point. <laughs> not a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of, you know, a couple of games. It, it's, that was the pride. That was getting to be a problem though. And uh, you can speak on it probably better than I can, but it we're better. We're better off with him scoring in the twenties, uh, 20, you know, 25, 26 in that range with other guys getting up in double digits and high double digits. You don't want, you know, sometimes it's not so good if you got just one guy scoring like 36. I mean, I, I, I think you want to be able to win in, in, in different ways. And so that's, that's fine. But, uh, man, uh, we're, uh, we are holding him to a high standard. We only played, uh, well, he did play 32 minutes tonight, so that's that's still a lot. But uh, I mean, can you imagine if the game was close, he would have played 38. But he did uh, he did match a Grant record tonight for single season. What most games uh, over 20? Yeah, most. I think it was maybe most conference games. But no, I'm not worried about him. I'm <laughs> I'm more worried about Santi, quite frankly. And Bear, I think you and Trey Wallace and I came to a. Uh, conclusion during the game Davey see what you think about this we're going to go back to calling him Vescovi yeah because I think that was like first of all it just sounds better but second of all I think he was playing his better ball when he was Santiago Vescovi Vescovi is just not doing it for me right now and he has zero confidence out there he's sullen he looks like Friday Night Lights season one Tim Riggins just brooding and sulking the entire time out there. I can't bear to see him like this. Yeah, it, it it hurts. I mean, for whatever reason, every time I think of him, I just always think back to that first game he had as a as a ball against LSU and just lighten it up. And well, you know, we've we've had some great moments since then. This year has obviously been highs and lows, and you saw it right there at the end of the first half. He had that wide open three. He misses it. You see the body language, and you're just like, it's not clicking for the guy right now. I don't know what the answer is, but I, I like the idea of we're going to go back to calling him Santiago Vescovi. Is the fact that we now just run the offense through Connect have a lot to do with Vescovi's uh, offensive woes at the moment? No, if anything, it should help him. Yeah, I've, I've never bought that, man. I mean, open shots are open shots, and he has a ton of them, and he's just not hitting them. O of three from the field. Yeah. Tonight, I mean, good grief. I did have a question for Davey to see what you thought about it. I like, I was sitting here wondering, um, and somebody in one of the groups had mentioned he's passed up so many open looks now over the past couple of years. He's like, he's lost his mojo. I, I mean, at times I, I kind of get it, but yeah, it, it is a definitely a reoccurring theme um, where, where it's like, if you know, you're not feeling it, don't take that shot. But 
it seems like he's at the point to where he doesn't even trust whether or not he's feeling it, and he's going to find out if he's feeling it. That That's where it gets problematic in my eyes. He had that sloppy turnover over there on the, you know, on the sideline, and he's just not playing like himself at all. Oh, he gets the, like, there were several times where he got the ball knocked away and just, like, he, he drew fouls on a couple of them, but yeah, man, I, it's just uh, I don't know. He needs to he needs to go out there and find himself a slump buster, like Mark Grace used to talk about back in the day. Look it up, kids. I don't know if you guys have had this conversation on your show, um, but just kind of like you know we're looking through this box score and the, the recipe for success is you know if Dalton connects, Jonas Adu, and then one other guy really step up in the scoring department, the t- this team's going to be pretty pretty solid night in and night out. Jonas Adu is the best center Rick Barnes has had while at Tennessee, right? Is anyone yeah. arguing that? No, I think that's no. fair. No, he's got. Do we consider Grant really a center? No, he's a forward. Power forward. No, by uh, far he is. I mean, Alexander didn't have that kind of touch around the rim. That left hand, they just smooth. I know um, Estrella was ruled out before the end of the game, but I mean, seeing Adu's development and seeing what Barnes has done with big guys uh, in the past here, it's you got to feel good with what the raw potential we've seen with him and, and hopefully what they're able to get as this guy uh, co- goes through the program over the next couple seasons. I thought Awaka is it, – it's it's not like any big jumps, but his, he's kind of – since Kentucky seems to have kind of um, stabilized and is having, you know, gotten better, more consistency, so – he was pretty active on the glass tonight. And he's making his free throws now. Anything else, Nolan? Yes, yes. I got, like, two other things real quick. Sure. Uh, I think just going forward, I, I I just feel like the recipe for winning is you get you let Dalton connect, do his thing. He scores at least 20 a game, whatever. And then you get, like, two other guys to get into double digits. I think that's your that's basically your your recipe for success going forward. If I just have not seen a game so far this year where um, you had Dalton connect and and uh, not other not anyone else in double digits where we won outright, would you agree with that? Mm. I'd have to go back and look. I, I mean at least during SEC play, the, the primary forces has been connect and they do. And then you have like Ziegler step up or, you know, I know there's been a lot of games where we haven't exactly seen uh, Josiah and Bescovy do well. James had a solid night shooting four of seven tonight and Ganey was lights out. What Ziegler end up with Davey? He nine. only had nine, uh, four of eight shooting, but he did have six assists. So he was, he was that, getting some dimes, especially to Adu. I mean, Adu probably had a career high in dunks. I know the team did for the season. Ganey, it was to the point where it, it was so different from our normal Ganey experience where I'm like, oh, man, kind of reel it in here a little bit, buddy. And there was one point in the second half where he got the ball a couple of times on the perimeter, and I'm sitting there going, shoot it, shoot it, man. He keeps passing. I'm like, buddy, you're on fire. Let it Pop fly. that thing, big boy. Pop it. Yeah. And uh, one last thing before I take off is a um, question for you fellas. Baseball kicks off on Friday. 
Um, what, what, what do you think of this team this year and how far do you think they can go? Um, have a good night, fellas. You too, Nolan. Appreciate it, man. Just really excited about Tennessee baseball this year. And I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, Tony Vitello has proven he can get this team to Omaha. I think that is a completely reasonable goal. It's a long road and we got to get hot here at the beginning and, and battle with it. But there seems to be a good vibe around the team and the program right now. So hopefully we can get things started on a positive in Dallas. Really looking forward to seeing A.J. Russell pitch. Really looking forward to seeing um, who the third starter is out there. A lot of new pieces in the bullpen. A couple big time new pieces in the field. Of course, you got Billy Batts at third. Um uh, Cannon Peebles behind the plate is going to be a huge addition, and uh, some some new guys in the outfield, some young some young guys. But it's, it's it's exciting, man. Is it too much to be putting that Omaha expectation on them, Bear? Uh, maybe a little bit right now, Russ. Let's just let's wait and see how our rotation looks, and we'll we'll know more this time next week for sure. We got a long way to go. Mine, it's one of the hardest things to do in sports, make that college world series. I mean, Vitello's kind of spoiled us and the boys. How many times have we made it now? With him twice. Three times before that with Delmonico and then once in like the fifties or something. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to a great season. I know that. Pretty fired up about AJ fever, Russell, man. It's it's not hit me yet, just for baseball in general. But I am excited. Uh, like I, I can tell, like I'm ready for these bigger SEC series to get here. It's just that, that man. It's, it's made spring so much fun now. Like, and it's it's not just you know kind of football and even basketball. It's like you know basketball. It's two hours on a Saturday and then it's done. But with baseball, you know, it's kind of a whole. A party all weekend long. Yeah. Party all weekend long. And I, I just hope that we get to host uh, the the regional and, and hopefully a super regional this oh, year. Like, weird. we kind of missed out on that experience last year. Although it was fun to go into Clemson and, and tear that place, tear their kingdom down. And then, I mean, the Southern Miss experience was a damn, like, uh, Shakespearean <laughs> experience it's just like the, the three-day thing it took like five days and we did like seven shows it was crazy we did didn't we yeah were, our guys are sitting down there like in some sort of concrete bunker eating hot dogs off the ground i mean just yeah that ball blank bird hit never landed it's it's amazing but uh yeah we're, we're fired up about it and we'll be talking a lot of baseball on on the drive and I'm sure we'll be doing some some voluntary reactions for it as well for the, some of the big games. Josh is next. Over. What's up, Josh? What's up, guys? How are we doing tonight? Doing well, thanks. Great, great bounce back tonight. Just love to see how hard they played. Um, a couple of things. Bear, you you mentioned that turnover by Viscovi. One thing I noticed, Connect was kind of dribbling at him. He was in the corner, and, and players are supposed to replace that dribbler and Viscovi just kind of stood there in the corner and got surprised by the ball and just kind of threw him off that, that whole sequence. Like 
Yeah, we had a we had a couple of odd. I mean, hell, we had the turnover on uh, or whatever that deal with uh, Awaka and Connect. Yeah, underneath the goal, and I mean, a blowout game. You don't really notice that stuff, but um, you know, we get to Texas A and M. You know, next Saturday and on down the stretch here of the season, you gotta you gotta get that stuff cleaned up. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I want him to see see him get that balance back, get that confidence back. But I really don't, you know, him him being a scoring, a big score for this team, I I think that's kind of a first round, you know, type of deal. I think we're better than that now. We've got better scores. So I, I don't mind to see him take a step back in terms of scoring. But he, he kind of seemed out of it a couple times on the offensive end, even without the ball. And usually he's pretty good about moving it around, but. The only uh, only thing I have for tonight, and I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it, Russell on Twitter. Like in those thirty point games, twenty point games, I'd love to see some of those kids get some confidence. Uh, you know, DeLeon is not playing with any confidence whatsoever. Even even the the minutes he got tonight, Carr seems bouncy. Seems like he's into it, but you know, I just wish he could be coached up a little bit. That that's my only. My only complaint, uh, you know, can't really find anything wrong with tonight. But I did have one comment about Barnes. I- I'm watching, you know, Musselman's supposed to be pretty good coach, and and certainly he's got some success. Takes teams to the tournament. I can't ever think of a, a or imagine a time when a Tennessee team is going to go out there and give as little effort as that Arkansas team did. And and I'm, you know, we take for granted, I think, at times, because he is so successful as a coach, especially here at Tennessee. But Barnes would never, we'll never put a team out there and give that little effort. So just just really appreciate what he's brought and, you know, hope the guys can keep building on it. Yeah, one of the things with the Muscleman, it's so interesting. that We've talked about it, how, it seems as though every year his team is a new team based off how they utilize the transfer portal. And when you do something like that and there's zero chemistry, it leads to opportunities where you're just going to have a team not gel at all. And it just is a shit show for lack of a better term. uh, When you put them out on the court and we've at least seen with Barnes, I mean, you look at this team, we've got all these fifth year guys that are returning and, have been a part and we see that leadership while it might not be so much on the court at times we know they're helping within that program on a day in and day out basis and you're not gonna have to worry about that as long as that system is in place well you have a yeah you have a system you have a identity as a program that doesn't change from year to year don't you think Davey that some of that is what Kentucky has run into too where um, I, I know they've gotten away from the one and done a little bit, but it still seems like it's just a lot of turnover, a lot of new faces every single year. And it's hard to establish that kind of identity when you're yeah. just in a constant state of change. It, it really is. And I, I think a lot of people kind of lose sight of that. And I, I know we have people within this fan base that get frustrated with Barnes and and how the team sometimes plays given the postseason, but it, it really is. Uh, you look at a lot of other teams that are historic teams and the so-called Blue Bloods, and, and they've struggled at times because it seems to be a changing environment. Kentucky's done this. You know, North Carolina's had some highs and lows. Duke, uh, they've done it at the same time. So, I mean, you look at UCLA right now, they they don't have an identity. They, they are really struggling. 
And it, it does make you realize like what Rick Barnes has done for this program. When you see other programs that are supposed to be at the top each and every year, I mean, look at Gonzaga right now. They're, they're struggling and they're, they're kind of going through a new system and how they've structured that team as well. So it's, it's definitely something that I think at times we as a fan base lose sight of. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's something that I really appreciate, you know, just about Barnes is that, you know, he, we've got a really good mix of veteran guys, you know, high school, you know, like four year kids. And then he's really hit the lottery this year with the transfer portal. Um, but it, it just seems like a, you have a lot better chance of sustained success doing it the way he's doing it right now, rather than trying to put together these teams on the fly every year. And it's, it's also a testament to the fact we've seen so much change in college athletics to a lot of these teams are kind of guessing about how they're going to do that. And you can say Barnes might've done that as well, but he's at least been successful in his approach. Yeah. And, and I'll check myself a little bit as a fan. I know I've called in a few times wanting to see him adapt a little bit more, maybe change some defenses up, but you've got to have that confidence that not the fake confidence, arrogance, you know, on TV and all this, but, but real confidence in what you're doing day in and day out to be able to, to have that kind of program and, and kind of set that standard with these great players. And, you know, I, I'd love to see DeLeon get more time. Uh, I think he's got some talent, but clearly, you know, there's something not going on in practice or something that's not not clicking with him, and it's either going to click or he's going to be gone. And and the track record says that, you know, somebody else will step up uh, to fill that gap. Um, so, you know, just I don't, I don't want to turn this into a <laughs> making a statue for the guy, but I, I can be tough, uh, tough on him. You know, I want to see the team win, make it to the final four. I'd love to see that once in my lifetime, at least. But what he's done here, you know, after seeing the kind of juxtaposition versus Arkansas tonight, it's it's pretty pretty damn impressive. I mean, the, the other thing that he's done uh, that I think's probably led to a lot of his his success as old uh, a coach as he is. He's been really – I mean, he's he's changed things up since he's been here. He's adapted and, and changed what he's always done to, you know, just doing things yeah. differently than he ever did. So That core has got to be there and that attitude has got to be there. But I think that's a great point, Barry. He, he's, he's definitely – the offense looks a lot different. He's playing a different type of rotation, but – I appreciate you guys. I, I took took a bit too much time, but you know it's a, no, you're a great, good, Josh. great bounce back, and uh, I'll keep listening. Yeah, I. This is a, a also something. I mean, I don't necessarily see it. We, we know Dalton Connects obviously going to get drafted this last year for Triple J and uh, Santi. I don't think we'll see Adu declare for the draft. Um, it's it's a possibility. I, I would think with NIL and kind of with what else you got coming back you could probably sway him to stay if if he is on the fence but um this is something i kind of want to get into uh you know just as or it's just something to keep an eye on this goes for the nfl as well but with the way in which nil is structured the draft depth is pretty much at like a 10-year low wow and i'm i'm curious to see if that's a trend that we'll continue to notice where 
teams deeper in the draft where you might have had a guy declare who's going to be like a sixth or seventh round pick. Most of those schools that are, are looking at, you know, trying to go all out, they're willing to pay them enough to come back to college and, and play another year versus go ahead and declare. And I'm yeah, sure I mean, we talked to see on the NBA side of that as well. We've talked about it a little bit. I, I think it was either on the VR or on the daily show one um, that I feel like it's, it's definitely going to affect baseball. Um, I think it will affect football, but basketball as well. You know, the NBA, what are the contracts guaranteed? Is that through, through the first round and first round only? Uh, for fully guaranteed, I'm, I'm, I don't have that answer in front of me, to be honest. Um, it, yeah, I mean, that'd be a no brainer. I mean, well, I'm guaranteed like, if I talk, stay. In- there's some talk about, uh, Caitlin Clark at Iowa. I think she, this is her uh, fourth year. <coughs> Excuse me. I think she's got a COVID year <laughs> and it's like, I know this is different in the women's game, but like with all her NIL opportunities and as visible as she is, like nobody's going to see her games. If she goes to the WNBA and she's going to make more money back for a COVID year at Iowa and signing multi-million dollar NIL deals than she would go to the NBA where she would largely be anonymous. She, I mean, she would be the first pick in the draft and uh, now she could get sponsorship deals and stuff of that nature. But I want to say, I looked this up the other day. I think, the the first four picks in the WNBA draft, their yearly salaries, I want to say like seventy two grand. Yeah, like she could make more in coming back for one year at Iowa probably than she'll make in her whole NBA, WNBA career. Uh, people might say, well, you can make that up with the endorsements in in the WNBA, and I'm sure she would have some endorsements, but she's just more saying. visible. It's it's more visible and more it's more value. To play in the college game, which I mean, I guess we're ripping on the WNBA and that's kind of an, an easy target. But I just think that's a, a fascinating situation there with her and, and her future. Let's but get yeah. Joshy, Joshy Boy in here next. What's up, Joshy Boy? Joshy Boy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's up, brother? How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. How are you, man? We drink from the keg of glory. Yes, we drink from the keg of glory, Russ. Do you have any big Valentine's Day plans, Joshy boy? Uh, I was working till 10, so I got to see most of the second half. Okay. Yeah. How about our boy uh, Jonas to do 23 points and 12 rebounds, his seventh double-double of the season? Why, I mean, you know, he he has a big game today against a Arkansas team that's they're just trash. I mean, let's call it what it is. He really struggles against the elite big men that he's had to go against this year. What is Adu? How good is he? I don't know because he has a game like tonight, but he was completely anonymous against Texas A and M, and they don't exactly have great big man play. So this is the thing about college basketball is we watch all these games and we enjoy the wins, but we're also trying to project towards March. And I just don't know what to expect as far as what we're going to get out of Jonas Adu 
come tournament time. I just, uh, Russ, I just hope he gets a uh, payback on A&M because uh, he had like a shaky game against A&M Saturday, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And to be fair, everybody did. I mean, nobody played well at Texas A&M. So hopefully he bounces back. But, um, man, I, I just I, I wonder how good he really is. He looked good today. But lots of people looked good against these guys. So I'd like to see a little bit more consistency. We don't need 24 and 12 out of them every night. It would be nice. But, man, if he could settle in that, you know, 15, 16 points, 7, 8 rebounds a game, I would take that over, well, you get a night like tonight, but he might follow that up with a, you know, 4.3 rebound game the next time out. Russ. Davey Bear, I think uh, he'll do like uh, Schofield did after uh, his junior year. I think he'll test the waters for uh, the NBA and see uh, where he is at for uh, getting drafted possibly. Sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? You know, we were talking there a little bit about next year's team. And, uh, you know, obviously we lose Connect. We lose Vescovy and, and Triple J. I'm intrigued by a program next year that is built around a couple of really exciting seniors in Ziegler, Meshack, and Adu. You throw in a Waka there, some of these young guys that got to come in and mop up time today. He's going to have to go out there and find another connect. Uh, Ganey comes back. He's an interesting piece as well. But he's going to have to go out there in the portal and find a guy or two who can come in and have an impact, but I think the the future is bright and the the program is healthy and strong. Looking into the future, what did you guys uh, think about a uh, Connect's performance tonight? Thought he was outstanding. <laughs> we have twenty two points, and our boy Nolan's calling in. You know, is he all right? Is he okay? <laughs> uh, he's he he scored thirty plus in a couple of weeks now. <laughs> I mean, dude. The, the dude's awesome. I, he, he didn't have to go full psycho killer there in the second half. We were able to coast, which is a good thing. I, he I, set the tone early with those dunks. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess just kind of going back to, to looking at the, the future of Tennessee basketball, I, I know the transfer portal is a, a big part of it, but, I mean, right now we only have one guy in next year's class, and we know we're going to have at least, at the moment, three spots open. Do you find that concerning that they've not done more on the recruiting trail? No, I really don't, Davey, because uh, I think that, the you know, even before Connect had exploded onto the scene this year, we had heard a narrative coming out of the Tennessee camp over the summer that Barnes likes this better because when you're recruiting these elite high school talents, you have to get in on them as high school freshmen and sophomores and then, you know, half the time you don't even get the player, probably way, way more than half the time you don't get the player. You invest three or four years recruiting a kid, you don't get him. And then even the ones you do get, like there's a 50% chance that they're going to bolt after a year or two anyway. So now he can go and you identify a guy quickly and you recruit him for a month, basically. And it's just a more efficient way. And the other thing, the the best thing about Connect, other than his impact on this year's team, is it breaks the narrative 
which was completely fair, by the way, it wasn't a false narrative. It was true that Rick Barnes hadn't had much success in the transfer portal. And so I'm really looking forward to see, you know, there's a Dalton connector too out there right now who's toiling in obscurity at some mid-major school that we've never heard of and we've never heard of the player and he's going to want to move up. And Rick Barnes is going to be able to go to that guy and say, look, look what I did with Dalton Connect. He came here and left a household name, goes to the NBA draft. He was a player of the year candidate, had a great experience at Tennessee. I, I think that we're going to be able to get a couple of uh, – you know, this should definitely help our transfer game in yeah. the summer. So I'm I'm not terribly concerned about it. We got Bishop Boswell. You know, he's a high four-star. Nice, Combo guard. Yeah, ni- nice player from North Carolina. Um, and I'm sure we'll continue to recruit some high school players. We've, we are, but, uh, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see what they're able to do in the portal this off season. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so. I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt too, as far as some of the recruiting, because you landed Zakai Ziegler and Tobey Awaka and back to back years. And either one were highly touted guys that you kind of got later into the cycle. Or it's like with Ziegler, nobody was really after him. I think they yeah. talked about it. He had uh, St. Peter's yeah. was an offer. Russ, uh, would you say Musselman is probably on his way out at Arkansas at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some intriguing jobs open. I know people were yeah. linking him to Louisville, uh, you know, as as early as a month or two ago. So that'll be interesting. West Virginia so, uh, open. So Kenny Ohio Payne's State. probably gone at Louisville, ain't he? Yeah, Ohio State is open, I think Davey said. So yeah, there's going to be yeah, they, but he better be careful, man. If he screws around and lets this thing continue to spiral out of control, that might dim some of the kind of star. Him. Yeah. Guys, great win uh, at Fateville tonight, beating those hogs. And out the door, I wanted to give my thoughts and prayers for uh, the victims in the Kansas City shooting parade today. Y'all have a good night. Here, here, just a tragic senseless situation up there. Thank you. Have we got an update on that? I think it was a DJ that got killed, believe it or not. Somebody yeah, radio, radio, radio uh, female radio disc jockey, unfortunately. Star like, Child is next. What's up, Star Child? How we doing, Russ? Bear, Debbie, how you guys doing? Doing all right. Doing all right? Yeah, that's pretty good. 30-point win. I think you said it's the first time or the second time this season, I could be wrong that Arkansas had lost over 30 points at home. But it was the first time we won there in seven games. I mean, a lot. That's I didn't. I mean, I knew it'd been a while, but I didn't know it was that long. I mean, I kind of just forgot that we hadn't won there in seven games. 15 years since that's 2000, crazy, 2009. Gosh, that's crazy. High school. I was eight years old, dude. Golly. I wasn't even watching basketball back then. Anyway, uh, did you did y'all expect tonight at all? Just curious. I expected them to cover. I did not expect a thirty point win. I mean, honestly, I was really worried today during the show uh, when we were talking about it. Uh, it we hadn't won there since what two thousand and nine. Yeah, it's never an easy place to play. It, it sounded like they had, you know, they played better this past weekend and. Uh, and then when they came out and started off red hot from three, you're wondering if they're going to 
keep it up the whole game like A&M was able to do. Exactly. But they ended up coming back down to earth, and I think they finished, you know, right at their average. So Right. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was really worried about tonight. Yeah, I, I definitely was. I just know the environment in Arkansas. I, I just know how rowdy that place gets, and Tennessee has just proven that it's when there's a – I don't even know – so far, the, the the team that was tonight, you know, we have such an even scoring. If Ganey, did y'all expect Ganey to score almost twenty? No, I mean, he, and he shot, I think, seventy five percent on the yeah. night. So. Yeah, that was surprising. Looks like they did lose to Auburn by thirty two. Uh, first game of the SEC play. How about the? Uh, what was it? The Auburn game tonight? Oh. Auburn, yeah, destroyed South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's crazy. 101-61. That they, was they, surprising. For they me, don't lose down there, man. They do not lose at home. That place has turned into a fortress for them. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's got a good team. He sure. definitely has a good team. All right, boys, I'm going to go eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich, do some homework, and go to sleep. I hope you guys have a good night. Thanks, Starchild. Good hearing from you. Mm. All right. So we just need to take care of business. Vanderbilt, Mizzou. Let me get another shot. Get get A&M up here. What do we, you know, we talked about Adu and like, what is he? What is a fair expectation from him? What about Ganey? I mean, I mean, this is he. He has had a couple of explosions like that. He did this at Michigan State. No easy place to go in and and play. And he does it today against Arkansas. And um, golly, man, what what can we expect of it? He seems like such an all or nothing player right now. Yeah, just you have to hope that he continues to uh, be more consistent than he has been throughout the season. When he rips that first three of the second half, it was like, oh, my God, this dude is just killing it right now. Then he kind of, like, wasn't as aggressive the rest of the game. I I was thinking he might be about to go for 30, but that's the most dangerous he's looked all year to me in a game that counted. Yeah, he, that first one goes down. He's, it seems like he's good. So he's got his spots, too. He just needs to make sure he gets on his spots. Am I alone in I – don't, I don't like Tiger Woods' new logo. I don't like his new gear. I was you watching the, ESPN. It looks pretty bad. You two are the only two I've heard that. Houston and I liked it. Why would you go away from Nike? He's a Nike lifer, man. It's it's bizarre. Was Arkansas wearing Tiger Woods polos? I noticed that too. What's up with that? Arkansas, their polos were Tiger Woods brand. Yeah. But obviously the Nike Tiger, like the TW logo, not the Sunday red, where we have a tiger with 15 stripes to signify his 15 majors. Okay. there was one of the guys on the tour today. They he had to remove the 
um, tiger logo from the bottom of his, uh, I guess it was a pair from last year is, is Nike tiger woods. I can't remember they're going to make Arkansas change those shirts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mind it, but I'd say the answer is instead of, you know, he owns the whole damn thing now. What's he need Nike for? He can keep all the money. I just figured he would have had a lifetime deal similar to like what we've seen from Jordan or LeBron kind of thing. I think a lot of that goes back to when they started supplying him with his clubs and he didn't like them. And I think that was where the initial issue between with them you was. Could, you could just take some actual clubs and, and put the, uh, the, the TW logo over it. Um, I'm trying to think, oh gosh, who was the, uh, Oh man, his name escapes me. He was the NFL coach who was it Mike Nolan that always wore the suit? It had like the Reebok suit on the sideline for the 49ers. I don't remember this. I don't, I don't remember that either. He just had a nice suit, but they ended up just putting a Reebok logo. He, he was telling me he just put a Reebok logo on the side of it and claimed it was a Reebok suit. Huh. That was a big deal when Tennessee switched to Adidas in the mid nineties. And this was, you know, in the lady balls heyday under Pat summit and I remember Shamiqua Holsclaw and several of the other players just did not like the Adidas shoes. And, um, they ended up, they, they wore Nikes and then they just like painted them basically painted yeah. Adidas logos on Nikes so that they could wear comfortable shoes. So I can remember listening to the drive well before I joined. I can't remember if it was maybe Fred or Terry. It was one of the football players that you used to have on with you, Russ, that talked about that. And said some, I can't remember which, if it was the Adidas cleats that hurt real bad and they stuck with Nike and they just tape. And like you said, I, that, I remember the same thing, man. Um, I had uh, not even playing on a team, just like a, I bought a pair in, in the nineties when I was a teenager of Adidas basketball shoes. And like, it's I just terrible. They hurt, man. I, I could not get used to them. Yeah. I've never liked wearing Adidas. The only Adidas shoes I've ever really worn were those, uh, Oh, back when I was in high school, the black ones, Sambas, the Sambas. You had the Sambas. Yeah. Everybody the, had a pair of Sambas. Jeans all point. tattered at the end. The big, Jinko jeans, bear. No, Jinko was the more shell your, uh, necklace. That, that was your era of high school. You had the shell necklace, the bleach blonde hair, the puka shells. Puka Absolutely. shells. I wanted yeah. to. I, I was on the puka nakua hype train before it, like before the season, and I, I thought about just bringing back the puka shells in honor of him for for on air. Hard you to were find on those the necklaces. Puka nakua hype train before the season. Yes. I'm going to need you to show your work on that day. Yeah. I, I can go back and pull tape. Yeah. No, I didn't think he had, he had set rookie records, but I was like, smarter this guy's... than 31 N other NFL general managers then. <laughs> Maybe 32. Had him on the fantasy team. So Had did I. Yeah. That's a sore subject with me. I picked him up after week one. I got him. He dirty dogged me. I was just I was about to beat you to the punch. That. You didn't understand the 
uh, whatever waiver rules. John's John's rules were very nebulous, and as the Tennessee AG would put it, Byzantine. There's some real, there's some peculiarities with the fan run fantasy football league. But seemed to work work pretty well for me. Yeah, twenty three champion. Yeah, last year's champ for us. Championship pedigree, championship DNA. Little respect, please. All right. Did you guys see that Detroit Mercy finally won a game this season? Who's that? What do they play? Basketball. Uh, the Pistons? No, it's a, it's the college team, the Detroit Mercy uh, Titans. They ended oh, up no. uh, defeating IUPUI. For their, Who did we have from year. IUPUI a few years ago? Oh, I know. Um, Childs, Ch- well, Isaiah Childs, was it? One of our many, or one of <laughs> a transfer who really never did anything for us. I don't think it was Childs. Looking but it up now. He just never really did anything. Ian Childs. Is that who it was? Yeah, he was, he was on the Tyndall team, I believe. The Tyndall team. Oof. I think Interesting his sister Didn't his sister play here or something? Donnie Shokaz up yet? No. <laughs> Might be coming up, man. He, another year or two. Yeah, his sister, India Childs, was on the softball team. Oh, there. okay. She was a lot better at softball than he was at basketball. Well, you know, they can't all be winners. They can't all be Dalton Connect, baby. Has any program ever had two coaches in a four-year span get three-plus-year show causes? Probably not. It's just so weird because up until Pruitt and, and I guess Tyndall, Hell, Kiffin. Oh, I didn't even think of Bruce in that uh, equation. Oh, yeah, Bruce got a show cause. Bruce. Yeah, like, up <laughs> it's until... like Oprah. You've got a show cause. You get a show cause. You get a show cause. Until 2009, like, you know, I'd followed Tennessee athletics for like 20 years, and there was such a point of pride. Like, the NCAA never came around. Like, there was never a a whiff of controversy. Sure, you'd have a player get in trouble every now and then. Some clearing Dick, house Dick, told him what to do, Russ. Yeah, you had the Linda Benzel-Myers thing, but nothing came of it. We played it right. And then, like, since 2009, we can't keep these bastards off campus. We've just become the renegade program. All right. Let me ask you something. You feel like we've got pretty big balls going into federal court after all the shit we've been into? The past 10, 12 years. Yeah, I mean, they've got pretty big balls based off how they've approached this from the beginning of uh, whenever that uh, letter first came out from Dondi. Like, wow, man. If it wasn't us, it's going to be somebody else. Yeah, we couldn't, yeah, we couldn't just sit by and take a, another rip job. We were just, we just happened to be the first. The unfortunate school is that's first in line, and it sucks that we have to go through it, but it's why I think, and Davey, I'd love to get your thoughts on this and we can wrap up. Um, I, I just look at the NCAA and, you know, if, if I know they've not always 
distinguish themselves as a practical organization. But they have to be. Somebody over there has to be looking at the big picture right now because they've never been in this precarious uh, spot as an institution. And if they fight Tennessee on this and, you know, whatever happens with this injunction, it's going to be appealed and then there's a case and this is going to go on for years. And then they'll move on to Texas A&M and the state of Texas will do the same thing that Tennessee has done. And then they're going to go to after Ole Miss and the state of Mississippi will do the same thing. And so on down the list for all these states and somebody over there has to say, you know, this is unsustainable. We can't just be tied up in courts as college athletics dies. a you know, the amateur model dies a slow, painful death here. So I just wonder if they don't, regardless of what the judge rules with this injunction in the next week or so, if they don't take a step back, don't send Tennessee a notice of allegations and just sort of regroup here. That's the practical approach I would take if I were them, but we've known that that's not exactly an organization that operates with that mindset. You would think the continued blows that they take would make them reevaluate. But again, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the communication and the structure in which they're operating, because I, I heard the rumors and I, I've not been able to verify if they were true, but, you know, Charlie Baker wasn't exactly happy with how some of this stuff played itself out. And so it's like, well, how, how much of in the know were you, it's not necessarily somebody going rogue, but it's just not exactly understanding what was about to go down and the likelihood of them receiving uh, or putting themselves in the situation like they currently are now where they're in federal court. Uh, we're waiting on this injunction to come down. And it, if I was a betting man, I would say that we get our answer Friday. And if we don't know what, uh, or if we don't have a decision Friday, we definitely hear on Monday. I, I just, wonder what the, um, I wonder if I'd be willing to bet if they go back, uh, why the hell they leaked that to Pat Forty? Well, I mean, that that's, that kind of goes back to my point about the communication. Like, there's probably just somebody in there that's, that, like, a lot of companies, there's always somebody that is disgruntled, doesn't exactly like how things are going. They're possibly looking at what their next job might be, and they figured, you know what, I could probably get a leg up if I give this over to somebody that's, you know, um, a, a higher-up reporter and in, in, in how we handle sports journalism. And I mean, that could, could have been very well something that Charlie Baker was, was pissed about. Uh, because that, it, that definitely, I feel like it, it blew up and that, that blew back in their faces. I mean, they could be right now doing a, an internal investigation to try to figure out how that got out. And I mean, I know there's, there's rules around like what you'd be able to do to that employee, but I mean, they, they've just got so much problems internally. We know they're struggling just in the face of everything that they're, they're being put in, uh, in the public eye as well. Yeah. All right, fellers. Yep. Saturday night with the boys <laughs> comes in here. We got to slap them around a little bit and see if we can't start climbing back up towards that one seed. He's got a win over Texas A&M. So 
He's good for one of those a year. Although I think he's a fine coach, and they really ought to keep him. Give him, give him a couple more years, Davey. He, we, we've not seen him reach his full potential. It's it's worth another contract extension. Wait till he gets Stackhouse. his players in completely. Takes seven years to build a program. Yeah. Wise man once said that. I mean, just can you imagine what he does once he actually starts recruiting? Yeah, it'll be something else. You just want to get things set before you actually go out and hit the road. All right, boys. Folks, we love you. Have a wonderful Thursday in your lives, your work, your relationships, wherever the world takes you. For Davey and Bear, I am merely. <laughs>